Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan. Rochester. It breaks my heart. It really does. And um, I'm not sure the extent of it, um, but you never want to see your, your teammates on the on the floor counting their fists. You know, it just it sucks. He's worked his ass off to get back to playing the way we know Trey playing football. And um, truly, it breaks my heart. Josh Allen postgame yesterday. Now we know the extent of that Trey White injury. It is a season-ending Achilles injury. We bring in Sal Mayorana, the Democratic Chronicle. Uh, with your instant reaction, Sal, that's that's a tough one to replace for this Bills defense. We had a feeling it was bad yesterday. We got confirmation on just how bad it was. Now, how are you, Sal? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm certainly better than Trey White. That was really uh, really unfortunate because he did you know, go through a lot with the, with the knee injury to rehab that and get back to playing. And McDermott, you know, said today actually that he was really starting to round into form and it was starting to look like the Trey White pre-injury because that wasn't the case last year. He struggled uh, when he came back last year, but he was really starting to come around and he's such an important piece of that defense. So to have that happen yesterday, that was a gut punch for the Bills. Um, you know, it, it kind of it kind of put a damper on what should have been a, a glorious day over there at One Bills Drive for sure. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that glorious day, but you know, follow up on all right. So now it's Dane Jackson and Kyrie Liam. Elam, you would assume is going to be active. Um, your thoughts on what Brandon Bean should do here? Do you expect him uh, to uh, go out there and, and see what might be available, or do you think there is enough here on the roster? Maybe you promoted Jamarcus Ingram from the practice squad, so. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they, I mean, they'll, they'll look um, in case there's a Hail Mary out there, but I, I would be very surprised if they're going to make a move outside the organization. Look, Kyrie Elam is a first-round pick, and he was outplayed by Benford and Jackson, and that's why he hasn't gotten a jersey these first four weeks, but He's there for a reason. You know, if an injury happens, he's the next man up. So I, I would assume that Jackson gets to start Sunday and then Elam's going to be the, the backup on, at both sides. And then Jamarcus Ingram is a possibility. He, um, you know, he did pretty well in training camp in preseason. I know they like him. They brought him back to the practice squad. So I guess he would be a possibility to be called up into Trey, Watts, or Trey White's roster spot. But right now, it's it's Jackson and Elam who have to hold the fort down because uh, I don't think anybody is going to be worth it uh, outside to bring in. Sal, what about Elam uh, in terms of the, the first quarter of the season here and him not getting on the field? I mean, we hear whispers that it's like, oh, he, he just can't play in this system or he's just not thriving in this system. You get a chance to, to talk to these guys and be around practice. I mean, wh- have your eyes seen anything? Have you heard anything as to why Elam can't get that jersey? Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is the Bills picked this guy with the intention that they thought they could coach him up 
and learn how to play in their zone-heavy scheme. He was a press man corner at Florida. He had great athleticism, great speed. They fell in love with that. And they, I think, honestly, they, they made the pick thinking that their coaching staff was going to be able to transform this guy into a you know, scheme-specific, heavy zone cornerback, and it hasn't worked out. He has not been able to make that adaptation. Um, and I say that even though last year when he did get into games, it wasn't like he was a disaster. I mean, he played, he played okay, but I think from a consistent day-to-day basis in practice, he just doesn't show enough to the coaching staff, and that's why Benford and Jackson, you know, beat him out. So they've got to figure it out. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to blame him for being a first-round bust because he's not a bust. He was, if he had been drafted by many other teams, he's probably on the field playing on Sundays. But for this particular team, he was the wrong fit. And that can't, you know, people were saying, oh, he's a bust, get rid of him. No, it's not his fault. It's, it's kind of the Bills' fault for thinking that they could change the guy into what they actually needed. Tell me, Ron, a Democrat and Chronicle, our guest here. So as far as the defense, is there a coach in the league that had a better day yesterday than, than Sean McDermott, uh, you know, Sal? Like, what did he do against the Dolphins, the adjustments, in, in your opinion? Because, uh, my goodness, this seems like a much different uh, defense we're seeing in Buffalo uh, as opposed to the way things ended up last year. Yeah, there's no doubt that McDermott has called the defense a little bit more aggressively than Leslie Frazier did. And, you know, I mean, look, it's McDermott's defense. So even when Frazier was here, ultimately McDermott had the oversay, but he left it in Leslie's hands. And on game days, it was largely Leslie making the play calls. I've noticed in the first four games for sure that Sean has dialed up more pressure. And, of course, it also helps, too, that they went out and got some guys. I mean, Leonard Floyd is a very nice pickup uh, on the edge for them. Um, Rousseau is really rounded into form. Oliver's playing the best he's ever played in Buffalo. So they're getting good production, and they haven't even gotten Von Miller on the field. So it's been very impressive what the Bills have done up front. But, I, again, I like the way McDermott is being, and it's not like he's sending blitzes every play. They're not, they're not blitzing very much at all. He's dialing up pressure with really good schemes up front, and it's been a difference maker for the Bills' defense so far. Now, let's talk a little bit about the play of two guys that you mentioned because you want to talk about how, and we, we do it all the time, we, we laugh, oh, they're developing, they're going to develop a player. It's like, no, we want, it's an instant gratification society. We want players that are going to show up day one and be superstars, but the development of Ed Oliver and Greg Rousseau, talk on that a little bit, Sal. It's been remarkable this season. Yeah, Oliver has been has been great. I mean, I was fully on board with letting him play out this season and having him test free agency, and they thought better of it and re-upped him for four more years. I wasn't really on board with it, but this is the player that we all thought Ed Oliver should have been from day one as the number nine overall pick. He's been a difference maker. He's been dominant in the middle. He's getting pressure. He's making plays in the run game that ordinarily he hasn't made in the past. He's been a different player. He told us when he signed this contract, you know, he said, I'm going to prove all you wrong and I'm going to outplay this contract. And so far he's holding up to that. Russo, look, Russo has been, I think, a very good player for them for two years, even though he's young um, and he hasn't been a dynamic, you know, sacker. He's gotten sacks, but he hasn't been like a guy you game plan for. Right now he might start turning into that guy. He is a player that you really have to be wary of where he is because he's playing great on the edge. They've moved him inside a little bit. 
um, which helps because he's so tall. That created a problem, I know, at least on one play yesterday. In fact, I think one of his sacks came when he was lined up inside. So that's something they can do with him to have that big body in the middle is really kind of a nice thing to have. So he's been a nice player for them. But, you know, their big decision is, what are they going to do when Von Nora comes back? Which probably won't be this week, but whenever he does, who's going to sit? I don't, I'm not sure who sits on that front line. Yeah, somebody, whoever sits is going to get uh, get rested there for sure. Um, got a tweet here, Sal. Didn't hear uh, Rapp's name a uh, ton yesterday. I assume that was a good thing. How was his performance? Uh, Taylor Rapp yesterday, I, I didn't notice him, may, but I, just the question here, because uh, certainly the Bills' defense overall was sound yesterday. Do you see them making a switch at some point here, uh, Taylor Rapp, uh, going uh, from Jordan Poyer over to Rapp? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think when Poyer is healthy again, he'll play. But this is exactly why they got Taylor Rapp. I mean, they were smart enough to realize that both of their safeties are coming off heavily injury-plagued seasons. Obviously, Hyde had the serious injury, and Poyer had like four different things go wrong last year. They're both getting older. They're 32 or 3, whatever it is. So they realized these guys are probably not making it through the season, and they got a you know a very good four-year starter in Taylor Rapp with the Rams. He was a good player for them. So it's a nice little luxury to have, and we've already seen – the benefit with Poyer already getting hurt. So, you know, I think Rapp is going to play as long as Poyer is out. I think when Poyer comes back, he'll be the guy. But I like Taylor Rapp as a signing. I think he played all 65 snaps yesterday. I think he, I think he gave up two receptions for, I don't know, 30 yards. It wasn't a big deal. Um, he played well. I mean, and the, the guy is right, whoever tweeted, not hearing his name is, is always a good thing for a DB. What about the play of Josh Allen? And, and, you know, we don't bring you on, Sal, to, to tell us what a great game he had yesterday, but you are around these these guys. You're you're there at the press conferences. You're there after the game. You're you're around them enough to see things that, that a lot of us can't see. And with Josh Allen, I'm curious, was week one in his performance against the Jets, was that a wake-up call for Josh Allen? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cliche to say, but I think it's true. I, I think he and the Bills, maybe needed to lose that game. I mean, it's never good to lose any game. There's only 17 on the NFL, and especially a division game. But that one really did seem to strike them at the core. I mean, it, it, I don't know if they needed a wake-up call in week one, um, but they, that one certainly got their attention, and they have been, they've been the best team in the NFL since that day. I mean, obviously the 49ers are playing great. Um, you know, Dallas, hit, Dallas stubbed its toe last week against, Arizona. Um, I think the Bills have really, the last three weeks, the Bills have been almost an unbeatable team. I mean, they've, got, they've won the last three games by 90 points. I mean, you don't get much better than that. So losing that Jets game, hey, ultimately, that might be something we look back on and say, that was probably needed at the time to get these guys, you know, get these guys rolling because they've got a very tough schedule. Once they get through the first half of the year, they've got a brutal schedule to get through. So they need to stack as many wins as they can. So before we talk about the the London game, just what the atmosphere was like yesterday. And I guess for Bills fans, this is the price of being good. Uh, you're not getting another one o'clock home game until New Year's Eve here. That uh, everything else in the night or a uh, 425. So you've been covering this team going back to the 1980s and recency bias is real. I get that. But was that the loudest you've heard the Bills fan base in a game, Sal? 
Yeah, honestly, I, I can't say that it was because I can't hear, guys. I, I'm in the press box. We are literally sealed in. Gene knows. You, you can't really hear the crowd. I mean, obviously, you see them going crazy, and you can hear a little bit, but I'm not out in the stadium, so I can't tell how loud it was. But there's no doubt it was a raucous crowd, and McDermott made mention of it. I mean, he says that occasionally, but I think he really meant it yesterday that that was as loud as it's ever been i've been there for you know huge playoff games afc championship games back when there were eighty thousand people as opposed to seventy thousand. so i'm sure it was louder back then but yeah recency bias it was pretty damn loud yesterday sal jacksonville for whatever reason always seems to give the bills trouble and that's who they're facing off on sunday i mean do you see anything in, in the bills opponent uh, th- that might reverse this trend of the Bills struggling against Jacksonville, or, or is this game going to be a little bit closer than I think a lot of people anticipate, knowing that the Bills have looked as good as they've looked the last three weeks here? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, because I, I was right at the top of my newsletter for Friday, and I pointed out that they've only played these guys 18 times you know, in their history, and Jacksonville has given them some of the worst losses they've ever suffered. I mean, really. They started the very first game. They beat, in Jim Kelly's last game, they beat him in a playoff game that nobody gave them a chance to win, and they did it. And then you go through the list of just ridiculous losses to Jacksonville, the the home opener in 2004. One of the worst losses imaginable. The loss down there in 2021, the game in London, when you know the Bills rallied to go ahead and probably should have won if not for a bad pass interference penalty. So yeah, this, these Jaguars have been a royal pain in the ass, quite frankly, to the to the Bills through the years. This is going to be a good game. I mean, Jacksonville has gotten off to a, they've kind of sputtered so far. They haven't been the team that I think a lot of people thought they would. Everyone kind of had them running away with the AFC South and the whole division's two and two. So I think they're going to be, you know, they're going to be ready for the Bills. They've been over there in London. They've already played the game Sunday there. So that's a slight, slight advantage, but not as much as people think. Um, Trevor Lawrence is due to get going. So, you know, if the Bills are down two starting DBs, maybe this is the day he gets it going. So it'll be a good test for the Bills. You know, it's funny, all those games you mentioned, uh, you left off my favorite one. You hold a playoff opponent 10 points in the playoffs and somehow you lose. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That, I mean, that, at, least that, at least that game, though, that Bills team really had no business being in the playoffs. I mean, they really did. They, they kind of lucked out by getting in on the Tyler Best, Andy Dalton miracle. And then Jacksonville was a pretty good team that year. But, yeah, they, the Bills did play terrible, too. So it was a pretty ugly game. Now, yeah. Sal, does your coverage take you to London this week? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be leaving. Um, I'm leaving Thursday, driving to New York, flying out of New York, and then get there Friday morning. What is that like over there, Sal? For all of us who cannot get over there, I just every time I watch it, it's like, are they really into it? They know? Do they know what's going on, or should we expect like, oh, there's a lot of tourists here that are coming over from Western New York? No, no. When I was there for the the game in 2015, very knowledgeable crowd. There were lots of NFL fans. You know, pretty good showing from the Bills fans and Jaguars fans, but the casual fans who were you know Europeans just going to the game. They all knew what was going on. Football is a big deal over there. They, they do enjoy, you know, our version of football. So I expect it to be a really good crowd. Um, no, they're into it. And, and London's great. I mean, it was probably the coolest city that I've ever been to. And I've been to a lot of places. But London was really, really a cool city. It was just so, so diverse and just interesting, the history. I, I'm looking, I'm bringing my wife. 
this time, which I couldn't do last time. So we're going to go and we don't have much time, but we're going to, you know, tour the city and it's, it's a great place. So anybody who's going over there, you're, you're going to have great memories uh, of that game of being there and then coming home. Really cool place. Sal, always appreciate when you can join us here in the sports bar and, and talk about the Buffalo Bills with us. I want to make sure you have plenty of time to talk about everything you're working on here during London week uh, at the DNC and, and, and everything else that you're working on as well. Yeah, just the usual Bills coverage. It doesn't stop. <laughs> it's a little more challenging this week with the travel, uh, getting all the stories written in time. But uh, yeah, just Democrat and Chronicle.com and all my stuff is there. Yankee season mercifully over, but the, uh, the newsletter will... <laughs> The newsletter will carry on still in the off season. Um, Pinstripe people is, is that people can subscribe to that for free if they want. Just uh, reach me on Twitter. But yeah, glad that that's actually over with because that was getting tiring by the end of the year. Yeah, well, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you for your take. By the way, congratulations on finishing with a winning record. I mean, it's pretty hollow, yeah. but yeah, proud moment for the Yankees there. <laughs> the- they're, they're really going to bring everybody back, Sal. Are they not? I mean, like, wh- where do they go from here? I don't know. It, it looked, I kind of had my doubts about Boone um, getting fired, but really the last month, just that the wind seems to be favoring bringing him back, which I'm not, a, I'm not agreeing with. I think he's, I think he's a lousy manager, but it looks like they're going to run it back, but they do need to make a lot of changes with this roster. It's not going to happen in one year. I mean, cause Hal's not going to spend, He's already spending a lot of money on an overpaid, bloated, aging roster. There's not too much more they can do, um, you know, roster-wise. So they need some of these kids who I wasn't really all that impressed with, you know, the bulk of them, really. Uh, some, of them's gotta, some of them have to step up and, and be real contributors because they're not going to be able to turn this thing around overnight in this off season. All right. So like there, think of everybody that all Yankee fans, Met fans, Red Sox fans are all those kind of like bystanders here this postseason. What would be the world series matchup you would want to see here? So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to see the Braves and I'm kind of tired of the Dodgers. Um, the Braves are just a fun, exciting, mega talented team. So I'd love to see them in there. And on the AL side, you know, if I had to pick a team that I want to watch, Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're an AL East rival, but I don't have the same hatred for them that I do the Rays, the Jays, and the Red Sox. I don't know why, probably because they've, they've been so bad for so long, but that's, that's another fun, young, exciting team. And I, I think that'd be a fun world series if those two teams were to get in. I'm, I, I, if, if it's not Baltimore, I'd like to see Texas make it, but I'm not sure Texas, Texas has the pitching to do it. So I think Baltimore and Atlanta would be a cool series. It'll be a lot of fun, Sal. We're looking forward to it. Looking forward to your coverage this week. Hope you have safe travels, and thanks again for making the time for us, bud. All right, guys. Have a good day. There thanks, he is. Sal, Sal Mayorana, Democrat and Chronicle, giving us his thoughts on not just the Major League Baseball postseason, but, of course, the Buffalo Bills. I think he's right on, though. Like, if everybody is expecting Brandon Bean, go make a deal. Go get a Patrick Peterson. It surprise or me, man. It would really no, surprise me. No, 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 because you, you, you have two guys that, Okay, let's let's see it from Elam and, and and Ingram. I think what we've seen in Ingram, it's not somebody you want to start, but just a little spot duty here and there. Now, of course, another injury or two, and then the the conversation changes. But as far as starters, Benford has been a pleasant surprise, has he not? And the reason why Kyrie Elam is on the bench is because well, the guy drafted in the same draft class is actually better. That's point number one. Point number two. And I know a lot of Bills fans will disagree with me on this point. 
I do like Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson's going to give up some pass plays. Most corners do give up pass plays. Dane Jackson could do something that I want my corners to do. That's tackle, okay? Run support, that sort of stuff. He'll get beat, but not for lack of effort or physicality. I like Dane Jackson. Happy hour is uh, right around the corner here in the sports bar. It's a victory Monday. You can share your reaction from yesterday's win over Miami at 866-4326-585-866-4FAN. You can reach out to us on X, that's Elon's Twitter, at the fan Rochester. Oh, this is a tweet that we might have to react to in happy hours as one of our regulars, Chris, in, in Kentucky. When you guys finally get to 1,000 combined subscribers on YouTube and Twitch and sing Into the Night, would Mike Danger sing it as Saul Rosenberg and Gene Battaglia sing it as Bill Belichick? That is somebody that's in the upper echelon of listeners. He knows not just the characters on this show. He knows the voices that we do on this show. She's just 16 years old. Oh, if I could fly, I wouldn't because I could fall and I could hurt my ace pipe. Leave her alone. Maybe, maybe, Chris. Maybe, maybe that's what you'll get. If I could fly, I'd pick you up. No, I wouldn't pick you up because I can't, because I don't have any shoes on, because they fell off when I was, when I fell down the stairs trying to fly to pick her up. I'd show you a love. Like you've ever seen. Never seen. <laughs> Let's get to happy hour. What are we doing? Thanks for tweeting us. We have re- reputable guys like Sal Mayer on and join us, and then we wrap up with that. That's, I don't know if that's the beauty or the curse of the sports bar, but thank you for uh, bringing that up, Chris. We'll work on that. By the way, uh, we appreciate you helping us build our community on YouTube and Twitch. At the Fan Rochester, subscribe and follow, and maybe Gene and I will get into Belichick and Saul mode uh, just, just in time to sing into the night at a Friday Football Talk Live. Uh, happy hour next. Your calls 866-4326-866-4FAN. We've got a lot to recap from yesterday's win in Orchard Park here in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It's me, Mike Danger, for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, if you're a new customer, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the time. There's no better ch- no better time to get in on the action. FanDuel.com slash Mike is the site to sign up fanduel.com slash m-i-k-e as we kick off the nfl season the app is easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over unders and more again fanduel.com slash mike to put some wind in the sails fanduel official partner of the nfl 21 plus and physically present in new york first online real money wager only ten dollar first deposit required bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com for help with a gambling problem call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467-369 odyssey has sports for every fan keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts a-u-d-a-c-y odyssey okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.